0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from
2: computers to mobile phones, TVs,
1: and the internet. Information you want,
2: want all the help you, you need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: I started eating chocolate just a bit too far into the intro. <laughs> Hello and welcome, episode 333. 333. I don't know, is there any significance to that? Anyone know? I googled it. Numerologists suggest that um, the number 333 signifies encouragement, encouragement, communication, freedom, and assistance. Well, hello. Communication is what I do, and assistance is what I provide. So the lucky number 333 will um, hopefully bring some luck to some callers tonight, uh, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time you're listening, and of course um we try and communicate all the tech news and information as best we can here on your tech life thanks to the good people at garmin satellite navigation gps technologies and alcatel on their go play mobile phone $299 at big w now tell you about those products and companies a little later we have a bit to talk about this week um i should also hang on i'll just add to the rundown. little little add to here i'll tell you about apple um Philips, the brand new Hue range of coloured lights, remote smart controlled lights are uh, are now available. I'll tell you about those, I had a good look at them, I've had them in the home now for a a little while, so I hope you'll enjoy those. Apple Pay is about to hit some competition, and there's a bit of uh, conjecture about the whole thing, so I I might try and set the record straight there. I've got some wireless headphones to talk about. I'll expand on my conversation recently about dash cams with a, um, a more in-depth review I did recently. I want to talk about the iPhone 7 because I think it's important to start now and, and ensure that we don't have mass panic in September. So I'll give you my thoughts on that pretty shortly. Plus, we'll talk about mobile phone plans, iTunes, and other things with callers, um, all here on Your Tech Life, and the critical thing that we need to do is get techy. Easy one. Now, <laughs> Philips Hue is a um, smart lighting system, um, which I first put in my home um, late in 2014. So it's been around a little while, and I liked a few things about it. I liked just the very fact that you could have colourful lights. Uh, you could replace your, um, your bulbs with Philips Hue bulbs. They had um, screw-in bulbs. They didn't have bayonet. You could replace your screw-in bulbs with Philips Hue bulbs, either white ones or white and colour ones, allowing you to change the white temperature or change the complete colour of the bulb. Plus they had um, these nice blooms, which I've got here in the studio, that kind of, you put them against a wall and they kind of sh- sh- throw a light up on the wall and they had the light strips, which again I've got in the studio here under the desk and behind my projector just to give me a bit of ambient light colour and I can pick a colour, so I went maroon for the state of origin. <laughs> um and it's very, very cool. Plus, you can control it all from your mobile phone. Now, what they announced this week, and I installed them last week uh, as a test, was the second iteration of Philips Hue. Now, the base of the Hue isn't really the bulbs. It's the it's the bridge, the thing they call the bridge. And that's been upgraded quite extensively with a much faster processor, more memory, so they're future-proofed. So there can be future software upgrades um, for products they might release. Um, plus it has Apple HomeKit integration. Now what HomeKit is is back end in the iPhone that allows you to do fun things with your smart home. It would be awesome if there was more compatibility, but over time that will come. So really, the fundamentally cool new feature of the Philips Hue 2.0 is Siri. So I can now sit here um, all my series have gone off because I've said it and I can say, hey Siri, turn off the studio lights. And she will turn off the lights here in the studio. Or I can say, Hey Siri, turn on the playroom lights. But you can also say, Turn the playroom lights to green. Turn the playroom lights to 10%. And she just follows your command. It's fantastic. And because they're very smart and able, they're, they're configured with IFT, the um, if this then that uh, technology. You can have it set up so that when you're in GPS range of your home, the front porch light comes on. Or um, when you're in, in range of the home, it turns on all the lights. Who knows? You could set it up in any way. They're very, very smart. And they also released a remote dimmer control switch. And here's the best part about this. You can have nothing smart on your home and just buy the starter kit that is a bulb and the dimmer switch. You put the bulb in the roof and the dimmer switch works automatically with it. So you can, you can dim one of your lights without an electrician ever entering your home. And then you add to it the, the bridge and you start to build your network and you have more lights, more bulbs, more things, and um, you have a smart home. Uh, they've got downlights coming in a couple of months. They've got a, go- a great range of lighting products. And, you know, lighting is an interesting thing. We talked uh, a couple of weeks ago to Jake Dyson and, you know, the concept of lighting has really been a bit boring. It's been just put a light in a room and, and light the whole room. But why? Why light the whole room where you, can, you could light behind a bookshelf and, and over your uh, over your reading zone? You don't actually need light in the whole room. You don't need to create sunlight in your home. It's a very interesting concept. So anyway, um, I love it. Uh, the new Hue is great. Uh, highly recommend you check it out. It is at uh, eftm.com.au, a bunch of information there about the new Philips Hue. Um, and, of course, you can, uh, you can check them out. Um, I think they're going to be sold at Officeworks, uh, Apple Stores, Harvey Norman, a whole bunch of places. So, um, yeah, well worth checking out um, the Philips Hue 2.0. And we do it thanks to the good people at Alcatel. The Alcatel have released their GoPlay phone, which is the phone that goes where you go. Gone are the days of worrying about your phone getting wet from the hot tub to the lake to the kitchen sink. Bring your phone along for the ride. This is a five-inch screen, high-definition, eight-megapixel rear camera, five-megapixel front camera, camera, running Android, a quad-core CPU, four-gig of memory on board. It's great. comes in a couple of different colors. Shockproof, waterproof, dustproof. This is a great, rugged phone. For two hundred ninety-nine dollars, uh, outright purchase, never on a contract. Just buy the phone and put whatever SIM card you want in it. Um, so check that out. The Alcatel Go Play available now at uh, great retailers like Australia Post and also Big W. So check it out online at Big W.
2: Your tech life with Trevor Long.
0: I uh, know this was funny. I wasn't on. I was on the Today Show on Monday, and I'll tell you about that in a minute with the dash cams. But. Um, I wasn't on this morning, but someone said to me today, Sylvia mentioned you this morning. It was very funny. There's a story today about Mark Zuckerberg's account, Twitter account, getting hacked. Now, there was a bit of a, a LinkedIn data breach recently, and what it ha- what happened is a lot of accounts and high-profile accounts, Tenacious D was another one. They, they claimed Jack Black was dead. Um, these accounts were hacked because they used the same password. And so this morning, Sylvia Jeffries on the Today Show read That news item out.
3: And he may be the billionaire behind the world's largest social network, but it seems even Mark Zuckerberg can fall victim to internet hacking. The Facebook co-founders' Twitter and Pinterest accounts were compromised after hackers learned his password. And like many of us, it seems he fell victim to a basic security mistake, reusing the same passwords. He needs to sit down and have a good, long chat with Trevor Long Yeah. sort out his passwords and his yeah. security. Just
2: take a good, hard, long look at himself. Yeah, Doesn't he look right.
3: Well, we're lucky to have the advice of Trevor Long yeah. here in the studio You know, very often to point yeah. us in the this right direction. He's the guru, isn't he? He's the guru. Yeah. I'd take Long over Zuckerberg any day, right?
2: I'd be inclined to take Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so even just for a couple of dates. I
3: don't know. <laughs> 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 Thanks Sylvia. for six months until you can take <laughs> Facebook that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very good reminder, folks don't have the same password everywhere. And if you find out about a data breach like this, LinkedIn being one of them, get uh, get in there and change that password and then change all your other passwords too. Because this is how a lot of people get um, hacked. I find hacked to be uh, an interesting term because it's really a breach because they've got your password. So if you have the same Twitter and Facebook passwords, well, if someone, if, if Facebook was hacked and they downloaded everyone's passwords, and they access your Twitter account because you use the same password, that's just a breach. They haven't hacked you at all. They've just breached you. So um, please have a think about where you're keeping the same passwords. Have a think about the passwords you've got now, and uh, think twice about keeping them all the same. Now, um, next Saturday, I leave for the United States. So next Tuesday's show, that's a great question. I think I'll be doing a short but very comprehensive um, program covering uh, Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco. So um, I will I will still do a show because I think, obviously, Stephen Fennec and I will do a show as well on the same topic. Um, and I appreciate that you may want to listen to one and not the other, but uh, I'm going to do both shows because I think it's important that some people just want to hear my opinion. <laughs> and I only listen to this show. Uh, some people listen to both Two Blokes Talking Tech and... Your tech life. Thank you for your loyalty. Please always download it because the numbers help. Um, but yes, it's um, it's uh, it's next week. Uh, the uh, keynote from um, from Tim Cook will be on Tuesday morning Australian time. So yeah, when I record the show, at some point on Tuesday night, Tuesday day, or somewhere around there. Um. Uh, I will bring you all up to date on what's happening in the world Um. so yes, next week will be from San Francisco for Worldwide Developers Conference. Talking technology without the jargon, Your Tech, Tech Life. Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading let's keep going with calls, if you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, happy to take your calls, just go to the website eftm.com.au as Gwen did. G'day Gwen.
1: Hello how are you Trevor? Very
0: well, what can I do you for? Uh,
1: I'm Wanting to uh, get a uh, mobile phone, uh-huh. and I'm wanting something pretty reasonably priced because I mostly only text. Yep. And I'm wondering if you can suggest. It.
0: Have you uh, already got a phone, or do you want a plan?
1: I have a home plan as well.
0: So have you got, have you got any mobile phone at all?
1: I have it, but it, I've just taken it from another carrier, so I need to. Get a new carrier.
0: So you're happy with the phone, you just need a new carrier? Yes. Okay. Well, And who have you considered? So you just want to text, basically?
1: Mostly, yes. Uh,
0: and have you considered any carriers yet?
1: Oh, I've tried a couple, but they were quite expensive. I tried Telstra and oh. uh, uh, um, <clears throat> Optus, and they okay. were both a bit out of the range that I wanted. How much
0: were you spending?
1: Well, I was only with... Uh, a $10 a month
0: hmm.
1: plan with a SIM. Right. But uh, I've, I've closed that account, so I'm wanting something around that price, but I think that might be a bit hard.
0: Look, um, I think the problem is, if you're not doing much, then you end up, the best thing to do is pay for what you use, right? So not having an unlimited plan and those kind of things. Now, there are pay-as-you-go, so sim yeah. had this originally, but there's others I'll tell you about. But essentially, you could pay 12 cents per text message, and 12 cents per minute for phone calls. Um, yes, and that the quest- would be good. And okay, so well then, um, Amaxim is one company that does that. You could just pay as you go. Um, yes. The other one I'd recommend is Aldi, Aldi oh, yeah. Mobile. Now, yes,
1: I've heard of Aldi.
0: If you go, um, if you go into Aldi, get get one of their SIM cards. They might charge you five dollars for the SIM card, but that comes with $5 worth of credit, yes. then then what you want is what they call a pay-as-you-go.
1: Yes.
0: Okay, now they have plans that are, um, you know, uh, $30 a month and all these kind of things, but you want the pay-as-you-go, which means that you simply put $30 on there. Yes. And then that $30 lasts until you use it up. And oh. here's, here's the best thing about it, Gwen. You yes. put $30 on there. And that $30, if you if you don't touch it at all or you just send one text message a day, will last you 365 days. Wow. So you don't have to worry about every month. All you need to do is check your usage every now and then. And, and I, I don't know how to do it on Aldi, but I'm sure it's just a phone call or a website you go to. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, all you need to do is put $30 on. And then right. when that $30 runs out, put another $30 on.
1: Oh that sounds good. And you
0: might end up only using $6 a month. And and that's perfect ah. then. You stretch it out. Oh, that's that would be good. And Aldi runs on the Telstra network. So you'll you'll have good coverage. Um oh, good. and uh, I reckon that Gwen is probably the you know, uh, without being uh, at all um profiling, I think you're the perfect you're the you're the perfect Aldi mobile customer.
1: Oh, that sounds great. Thank right. you. I'd be glad to
0: try that. Find your local Aldi and uh, have a play with it. Give it a go. And then the great thing is, you remember, you can keep your phone number, so you can bring your phone number across to Aldi. You can do all that. And then let me know how you go, all right?
1: Yes, Trevor, but just before hmm. you go, yeah. I did let my number go because uh, I closed my account a few days ago. So. Can I get it back again or, at all?
0: When you say you closed your account, what did you do?
1: You
0: well, just I ran- closed
1: my account with uh, Amazim. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, if I close the account, I'll lose the number.
0: They said that to you, did they? Yes. Hmm. Well, you might. Mo- wanted
1: to just close the account at the time, and so I did that. Look. Is there any way I can alter that?
0: I don't know. Um, Cause I'm and, and the problem, with these, the problem with these low cost carriers is it's not like they've got massive call centres ready to help you out and take your call. Uh, um, yeah. What I would do, first of all, is get the SIM card. And when you get the SIM card, what you, what you do is you then go to their website basically, and and you activate the SIM card, and oh, and when you what happens is you get an option. The very first thing on the very first page is, do you want to transfer your existing number? Yes or no. And so what I want you to do is I want you to hit yes. Oh, okay. And then you'll need you, you'll need your mobile number. You'll need um, the mobile provider which you know. And you may was it a prepaid service with a May SIM? So you won't need an account number, but you will then need to just prove your identity and stuff. And I guess what will happen here is that it'll either, it'll probably go through the process, but then a day later it might reject you. um, If there is some sort of restriction on you doing that after you've closed the account. But my guess is it's worth a try.
1: Oh, that'd be good.
0: Give it a try. Because, you know, worst case scenario, then you've lost the number and you have to start again. But you may as well give it a try. Mm. First, activating a SIM card from Aldi, with your old phone number.
1: Oh, thank you. That sounds a great idea.
0: Good luck, Gwen.
1: Thank you so much. And
0: thank you for getting in touch.
1: That's all right,
0: Papa. Good on you. And uh, if you've got a question, like Gwen, on anything to do with your tech life, just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. So I've been talking about this on the radio this week, and I've written a story on eftm.com.au about it because it's going to happen, right? The iPhone 7. When announced in September, whenever it is, we'll most likely not have a headphone jack. And I, I think this is going to be as, about as uh, well received as the changing of the 30-pin connector to the lightning connector. It was such a controversy. I heard so much about it over that period of time, that, that first day especially. the number of interviews I did from people that were like, what are we going to do? I've got these accessories and all that kind of stuff. And you've got to remember those accessories, Bluetooth, I'm oh, sorry, speaker docks and things all went Bluetooth. Now this is going to be the same. They're going to take the head, and I, this is just rumor, but it's my belief that the rumor is 100% true. They're going to take the headphone jack out of the iPhone because it defines a specific width. By removing that, they can make the phone thinner. And they may want to have their saving grace as being it's the thinnest phone in the world. It's going to have to be very thin for that. Now, the reason it's not a drama is for the people who buy a new iPhone and use the headphones in the box, the headphones in the box will just plug into the lightning connector. No problem. For people who buy new headphones, buy Bluetooth. You know, Bose today announced their new Quiet Comfort range will be noise cancelling and... Wireless, that's something they that haven't had before. Um, uh, Sony, I've got two sets of Sonys. I've just reviewed some, I'll tell you about in a second, The that are wireless. Um, and they've got noise cancelling wireless ones as well. So wireless headphones are not uncommon now. They're just a little bit expensive. And for those of you that have got a great set of headphones that you would like to keep using, there will be an adapter. Lightning to three and a half mil a headphone jack, there will be an adapter. Um, I have no doubt about that. My point is basically, don't freak out, okay? There's no need to freak out. It's just a headphone port. I mean, we freaked out when they moved it from top to bottom. It's not that big a deal. Um, so, yes, be aware. I've written a few other things about why they'll do it because the audio quality could be, could be better and a few other things like that. But, um, but yes, the, my, my, my bet here on episode 333, iPhone 7, no headphone jack.
2: Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
0: Now, I talked a few weeks ago about the, uh, the Navigator um, dash cam, which was a great little product. And um, the, I, I decided to take that opportunity to do a bit more comprehensive review. So I grabbed six dash cams. Now, you might have seen this on the Today Show. I took five of them in on Today Show and uh, had a good chat about them all there. But on, on EFTM, I've got all six of them. They start with the Navigator from Laser, the Aussie company, 60 bucks. Um video quality, not awesome. Number plate's not easily recognizable outside of a couple of meters away from the car. But still, 60 bucks. It'll capture it, capture an accident if you're in one. Um, the Navman MyView 530, great little device with GPS. So speed is understood and recorded as well. And a slightly better quality camera. Navman MyView 580, $249. Again, better camera, much better camera. Um, and GPS and all those things. Now, this is, to be honest, this is probably my second best pick of the bunch, $229 for the Uniden iGoCam 755. Um, This thing is a very sleek little unit, but the only problem I had with it was it didn't seem to pick up GPS very well, but I'm sure maybe I've got a faulty unit, but let's just assume that. But a very wide field of view, so it picks up a lot in the picture and the number plates are pretty well readable, which is a great, great thing. Um, and the the quality was certainly worth worth the look. Um, I'm just pausing YouTube because I was looking at the YouTube video I made for this, which you can see on eftm.com.au. And then the Navigator 818 Pro X, which is the, the camera I've been telling you about in recent weeks, um, high, better than high-definition recording, speed zone alerts, things like that. Very good little camera, $349. And then... The Garmin NuviCam, about 550 dollars uh, a sat-nav unit with a dash cam built in, also excellent quality uh, video. My pick is probably the Laser, to be honest, the $349 Laser 818 Pro X. Great little camera. And on what I did, I took a video um, which had all the cameras recording at the same time. I had six cameras in the car recording at the same time. And I have put the video together so that you can see um, each of them recording the exact same thing I just flick through them all every a couple of every couple of seconds I flick through the camera so you can see the quality the color the wash whole different range of things on the um, on the style of video so uh, hopefully you can make a judgment from that as to which one is the best um, but I certainly thought um, the Uniden was was very good for its field of vision and the and the navigator was great because um, the quality and the overall features were were very very good so check that one out over at eftm.com.au <music> Also, I put up a review today, I thought, but I can't see it there. No, I just haven't refreshed the page. Of the Razer Blade Stealth. Now, uh, we spoke to um, someone from Razer recently, and this Stealth is a stunning little laptop. It is uh, ultra-thin, ultra-book, but it's a Core i7 processor, so it absolutely punches way above its weight. It's got two USB ports, a HDMI port, and it's USB-C as well, which can be used as Thunderbolt or the charging or outputs as well. Um, it's not a high-intensive graphics machine because Razer want you to plug an accessory in to do that if you want to do gaming. But gee whiz, as an Ultrabook to carry around with you and, and do the bits and bobs, cracking great machine. 1500 bucks up to about 2500 bucks, depending on the screen specifications and the hard drive, but touchscreen too. So when you compare this side-by-side side with like a MacBook, very, very good comparison because the MacBook's not touchscreen. MacBook doesn't have a Core i7 processor. And the MacBook doesn't have all the ports. So honestly, really, really good. I've given it five out of five. I just think it's a great little device. So um, yeah, check that one out. It's up on the website as well, uh, eftm.com.au. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of a device like that and whether or not that's the kind of thing uh, you'll be looking at. Next week, I might talk about, maybe not next week, the week after the um, uh, Samsung Galaxy Tab Pro S and Pro S 4G, which run Windows 10, Also, excellent devices. Windows 10 is excellent. And these things, for around $1,600, $1,700, are absolute laptops in a tablet, like really good. Um, So, yeah, uh, great little device. I've been using those on the train um, whenever I'm on them recently. So, worth checking those out if you're uh, online, eftm.com.au. And just quickly, another one up there is the Sony here in headphones. These are uh, around the neck headphones. So there's there's a whole bit, like a horseshoe that goes around your neck and you can put it under your collar or under your shirt if you want. And the earphones just come out the end of it. And so they're while, fully wireless and the controls are on this kind of horseshoe around your neck. But the great thing about this that I found was that the the earphones kind of go straight up into your ear and th- there's no pulling down on your... um. On your ears, so you don't feel like they're gonna fall out. they're very comfortable in the ear um I was very impressed if I'm honest. My only negative was two hundred and ninety nine dollars they are they are up there um they really are just a tad on the expensive side but um i reckon I reckon worth it if you are after headphones that are wireless but not the over ear because I um, mean, if you're not into fitness, because the fitness, I'd probably say Plantronics Backbeat Fit, the ones that kind of go around the back of your head in a loop. But these ones sit on your, on your neck kind of thing. Very nice little product from Sony. Great quality too. So worth checking those out if you're into a new set of headphones. in is what they're called. And you can check those out at eftm.com.au. tm.com.au. Got a question about technology, a problem with technology, doesn't matter. Get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Barry. G'day, Trevor. G'day, mate. What can I do for you?
2: Well, Trev, I've got a bit of an issue with my iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, and it's probably might be me, mm. but over the last <clears throat> two or three years with iTunes, I've changed all my music onto iTunes. I've got an iPad and a couple of iPods, so mm-hmm. most of my music's managed through iTunes. However, every so often, Songs just seem to disappear, and I think, it can't be me all the time. Hmm. And this last episode, I've had a number of songs, probably, say I've got 2,000 in my library, roughly, all of a sudden, 200 of them have disappeared, and I don't know why. So I've been onto the internet, and had a bit of a bounce around on Google, and other people are having similar problems, and you know, I looked at some of the answers they had, and some of their... But I've had enough of Mr. iTunes, and... (laughs) I thought, well, some of the songs I've I've, downla- I've put onto my iTunes library through CDs. The others I've may have downloaded through YouTube and d- converted them to audio files. Mm-hmm. And it'd be too. That sounds completely legal, Barry. Files.
0: Completely illegal thing to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, all, all right.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so, what do you want um, to move to? Have you had a Have you had to think what, about that? What,
2: uh, I don't know. That hmm. that that's one question I guess but the problem I've got is I've lost a lot of my songs. Now I can now I can with a lot of hours I can fix it. Hmm. But I just noticed that I've got all my songs on my iPod. Uh, and because I don't sync them and yep. I've taken the sync off, hmm. I've got them all on my iPod. All I need to do is to get them off my iPod back into iTunes. Right. But I don't know how to do that.
0: That's so let me I let me give you let me give you this from two angles. Firstly, um, getting them off your iPod onto iTunes is a thankless and almost ridiculous task because it's not made to do that. The old idea, especially back when iPods were a big thing, um, every song had digital rights attached to it and you could only play it on a certain number of devices and so you couldn't take music off your iPod. There is software out there that uh, purports to be able to do that and I, I would suggest the that if you if you want to do that, you should look very closely at what people say about the software. So look for software that's got a very good review, uh, high star rating, and has very clear um, you know reviews from real people saying that it works. All right. Yeah. Now, if that's the yeah. case, and you should be paying for it, it won't be free. If it's yeah. free, I wouldn't trust it. So that's but but that should be your second option. I think what you should do first is find the songs because my guess is they're not gone. Now. Think about it this way, this is going to sound a bit crazy, but there's three locations for your music in iTunes. One of them is the cloud, so Apple has kind of a list in in its in its computers of your songs. then there's I don't use a cloud but just just work with me here yep then there's there's your computer itself, and yep. iTunes has a list of songs. but then there's your actual hard drive, and the physical files that are the songs and the bits of music sitting on your hard drive. Now I would be staggered amazed if the music had physically been deleted from your computer, but it doesn't escape my thought process that for some reason, iTunes is just stuffed up and is missing referencing those files. So the first thing I would get you to do, Barry, because I'm I'm tipping, you can name some of the songs, write down a list of the songs, you know, five of the songs that you think are missing ones that you can see on your iPod, but you can't see on your iTunes. And, and have, is it a Windows or a Mac?
2: Windows 7.
0: So go, go into Windows, open up the my computer, the File Explorer, uh-huh. and open up my computer, uh, my documents, my music, and in the iTunes folder, start digging around in there. Because that's the physical location where the audio files are being stored. And if you go, so in my case, if I was listening your John Farnham, you're the voice. If I was missing that, I'd go my my documents, my music, iTunes. I think it's called iTunes Music. Or there's a couple of other yeah, subfolders. Yeah, but I've been into the file, and are they there? No, they're not there.
2: No, and I've even gone into backups because I back up manually probably every three weeks. I've gone into the older files,
0: mm.
2: um, and they're not there either. So I, they're gone.
0: Yeah, Barry. How, uh, uh, how how's you know, the old memory performing? I mean, did you ever actually have them? <laughs> yep. So There's one
2: particular song I do remember mm. that, uh, that I had. I, I searched everywhere. I couldn't buy it. Couldn't do anything. So I know that, and that's the one I use for reference. Right. Okay, where's good that? Call, good I call. Good call.
0: Well, it. then, and if that's on your iPod, then, and so your iPod, you're saying, is a very good reference of of all your music. It's, yep, it's exactly. The list. Yeah. So then, what I I think you're right. You need to go back to your original plan of getting all your music again, um, and. And I think that you should um, you should do what I've suggested and find a reputable piece of software. I can't recommend one too because I've never done it. No, that's all right. I've, but, I've
2: searched three and I've, I've probably picked the
0: best mm-hmm. off
2: from what I can gather. So then, um, then
0: to your next question, though, is where do you put it now? I'm going to recommend Google, okay? Yep. Now, Google has a piece of software you can install on Windows, which is basically, I think it's called Google Play Music Uploader or Synchronizer or something like mm-hmm. that. And what you do is once you've got all your music sitting on your on your folder, they're My Music or wherever you put it on your computer, it yeah. just uploads it all to the cloud. Now, it sounds crazy and you said you don't use the cloud, but here's the thing. I did that, I reckon, three years ago. And I used it for a bit and then I went, oh, I'm going to use Spotify now. And the other day I went, oh, I'm, I'm kind of forgetting. Oh, there's a few songs I wouldn't mind hearing. So I turned off Spotify and opened up Google Play Music. And even though I'm not paying a cent for Google Play Music – they have free storage for some ridiculous number of songs. Yep. So my main, my main point is, why the hell not? Like, it's free. Give it, yep. put it in the cloud. So you mm. so that's, that then becomes your base library of music. And it doesn't matter what you use over the years. That, the thing about Google Play Music is it works on every device. Android, Apple, you know, the lot. And yep. so you can have it on any device you want. Well,
2: that's what I want to do because I've just bought an Android phone now. Um, so that'll be good
0: Yeah, I think then, then you're on a winner Because then you can use The only thing is Just just note this is a couple of little things But um, you can't have like four devices All streaming the music at the same time You might need to upgrade an account Or get a family account or something I haven't actually looked into that But if it's just you and, and your devices Then, it's then me. It's yeah, well, me. you'll be fine then You'll be totally fine I reckon Google Play Music Is okay. about to be your best friend
2: I will do some research, and uh, that's what I'll work on. And and as you said, if there's no other way, um, that's what I'll do. I'll
0: have It's not that expensive. uh, And, Barry, I'd I'd love to hear from you again once you've, A, found a good solution for getting the music off the iPod, because I'd love to have that in my head, which is a good one. And then I'd love to hear how you go with Google Play Music.
2: I'll do that. I'll get back to you. Good
0: on you, Barry. Have a great night. Thank you very much for your help. Thank you for getting in touch.
2: Okay, bye.
0: You can get in touch as well. If you've got a question about technology, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now look, I know there was a lot of flack about things like the Apple Watch costing you know four or five hundred dollars, but let's be honest, watches aren't cheap. And we do this show thanks to the good people at Garmin. I want to tell you about the Garmin Phoenix Three. This is a fantastic watch that's only eight hundred ninety nine dollars. Now I say that because I've got watches that are much more expensive than that and don't do one fifth of the things that they do. These do the Phoenix Three Sapphire with a metal band. So that's the price of the the. Pretty high end one has a stainless steel exo antenna with, with GPS uh, and GLONASS, GLONASS support for fast fix and accuracy. 1.2 inch sunlight readable chroma display, fitness training features, um, recovery advisor when used with a heart rate monitor. It has outdoor navigation. Um, features like three-axis compass altimeter barometer track back so it leaves little like um, breadcrumbs and then you can find your way back and sight and go and it has garmin iq connect for um, customized app widgets faces data fields a whole bunch of things this is advanced fitness fitness metrics running dynamics swim profile ski board mode i mean it's got everything including navigation this is an absolute cracker of a device. These features can't be found in smartwatches. You can only find them in a, in a device like the Garmin Phoenix 3. Uh, if you are into your outdoor activities, the Phoenix 3 is the ultimate watch for you. And you can have a look at it anytime you like at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. And before I go, um, Apple Pay. Now, next week, um, if the rumours are to be believed, based on invitations that have been sent out, uh, Samsung Pay will launch in Australia. We don't know which banks or which cards it'll come with, um, but I know Amex have confirmed they will run Samsung Pay. I just don't know if it'll be from launch. Um, but next week, while I'm in, in San Francisco, there'll be an announcement of Samsung Pay And the interesting thing is I read an article this week, and I had to kind of respond. I might have been a bit narky doing that, but I felt it was um, was important because, geez, there's some crap that goes around the internet. Um, And these are actual journalists, actual Reuters journalists, who have basically written a story saying, more than 18 months after Apple Apple Pay took the United States by storm, the smartphone giant has only made a small dent in the global payments market, snagged by technical challenges, low consumer take-up and resistance from banks. And to be honest, the article just is so negative. It just doesn't feel like they've actually tried the thing. Because let's be honest, the reason it's, it's not has a great consumer take up is because the banks in Australia, for example, couldn't give a rats about it because they're trying to protect their little percentage of the market of the dollars that we're giving them. Banks who listen to their customers, like ANZ, are launching Apple Pay. And I've got no doubt it'll it'll expand. In Canada, they finally have all the banks. It's big in the UK. In the UK, they can even use it for uh, for their Opal card-style London transport system. So look, I know I bang on about Apple Pay a lot, but I'm telling you, it's because whenever I show someone Apple Pay, they are blown away. I was with Damien Tomlinson today, who was the um, um, Australian uh, Army commando that uh, amazing um and, and terrible accident, lost his legs in a in a roadside bomb um, in uh, Afghanistan. His his crew rallied around him and, and uh, kept him alive, basically. And he's uh, he's a remarkable story of survival right now. But I was with him today, and and I showed him, and he was just blown away by it. Now people haven't seen it, and that's the problem. This going from tap and go, which we've adopted beautifully here in Australia, to you know a mobile payment is it's a very experiential thing. And I spoke to Um Foad from Telsite, the research company. You've got to experience it to understand why it's better. And I think one of the funny things is that it actually works better on an Apple Watch than it does on the phone, not in terms of its simplicity, but because it's more mind-blowing. You feel like you've jumped further into the future when you use your Apple Watch to make a payment. So look, I, I argue anytime someone says to me the Apple Watch has been a failure, I say, listen, by whose measure, right? Wall Street? I couldn't give a rat's what Wall Street think. You and I are not in the boardroom of Apple where they would have made a forecast for the number of sales. They've sold millions of Apple Watches. And I'm telling you right now, they've sold millions more than anyone else has sold in smartwatch world. It's been a success. Has it been the same success as an iPad or an iPhone or an iPod was when they first launched? No, because it's it's even more radical than they were. But give it time, smartwatches will become more prolific and Apple will be well into the game by then. So... It's a long game. And I said at the end of my article on AFTM, I said, listen, in five, ten years from now, when we're doing crazy, silly payment things with um, you know, devices we're not even thinking about, we'll we will credit Apple with being one of the first, if not the first. So maybe we just need to think back on 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 history and how, you know, sometimes we're not all right, okay? Sometimes we're not 100% on the whole bagging of companies. I don't know why we have to bag every company for the things they do. Anyway, you're listening to The Tech Life. Go to iTunes, leave a rating. And if you're on iTunes, hey, download a new podcast called Too Cool for School. Cool with a K. I, um, It was raining on the weekend. Oh, it was terrible. And my son had his mate around and they recorded a podcast. It was their first. It'll get better. But it was fun. They recorded it. We uploaded it. to iTunes bit of fun too cool for school if you want to listen to two nine-year-olds jibber <laughs> but if you've got kids uh, i hear the kids love it anyway it's a bit of fun so i'm just getting my son into it so that in five ten years from now i can just sit back and watch him do all this it'll be your tech life with jackson long all right? that's the long game here people i'm in it for the long haul don't know about you um but thanks for listening thanks for nothing thanks to alcatel and the go play and garmin for their support of the great show and we'll be back again next week, live from San Francisco for Worldwide Developers Conference, um, which is uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to. Can't wait. Talk to you then.
3: He needs to sit down and have a good long chat with Trevor Long. Yeah. And sort out his passwords and his yeah. security. Just
2: take a good, hard, long look at himself, yeah, that's doesn't he right. Zuckerberg.
3: Well, we're lucky to have the advice of Trevor Long yeah. here in the studio. You know, very often to point yeah. us in the right direction. He's the guru, isn't he? He's the guru. Yeah. I'd take long over Zuckerberg any day, right?
2: I'd be inclined to take Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's even just for a couple of dates. <laughs> I don't
3: know. <laughs>